I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for joining us tonight. We're going to be talking about Catastrophe, which is a channel for a comedy um, in the UK. You may be able to watch it on Netflix in America. I'm not sure. You tend to be able to see uh, lots of things on Netflix in America. Uh, we're going to be talking about Catastrophe. No spoilers, just episode one to tell you whether or not you should continue watching this. Is it great or is it a catastrophe? Thanks very much. Joining me as usual wow. is Jamie uh, Atherton yeah. and Matthew Wandless, live from London. Hello. Um, so, Catastrophe, how much have we watched? Mm, Jamie. All of it. All of it. And of course, the third series is starting this very week. Oh, um, it started last week, you mean. Matthew, how last much have week, you watched? Yeah. Uh, yeah, ditto. I've I've seen all of it. Yeah, wow. Except the first episode of the series three, I haven't seen that yet. Wow, you guys, you've watched a uh, lot. I have watched episode one of season one, and I am nonplussed so far. <laughs> so set this up for me. Set it up. Um, well, why don't you tell us what 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 is your idea from the what is your idea of the premise from the first episode? Okay, the okay. world has ended and Will Smith has been left. He says, "This is a catastrophe," and all shit breaks loose. So, an Irish woman and an American <laughs> meet. And they have a wild short-term romance. What just that? Did everyone else hear that? Was I was just saying the thing about Will Smith. Did you hear that, Jamie? Couple meet up, have a whirlwind romance. Um, he's American from New York City. She is Irish, and um, and then she rings him and says, "I'm I'm pregnant." And he comes home, and the setup of this whole thing is going to be that it's a catastrophe. She's pregnant, and they're going to get together to look after this child, probably get married in order to um, do the do the right thing for this child. A lot like what has happened in Jamie's life recently. Not really. really. Mm-hmm. It's a well, very big difference. I mean, I've had a baby. But. Yeah, but why did she stay with you? Well, she needed the support. <laughs> Does she look like Rob Delaney? Or do you? <laughs> Does she look no. like Rob Delaney? <laughs> so the so, stars uh, of this are Rob Delaney, then, and... Yep. Um, Sharon Horgan, is it? Sharon Horgan, yeah. Sharon Horgan, who I've Both seen in lots created of... created this show as well, and, and write it. Executive producers, writers, actors, wrote the theme tune, or etc. So, mm. um, uh, you're a lot further ahead than me. I... I you know, what actually happens in the first episode? I can't remember. I've just explained. How far do you get? Well, she... Oh, that's, that, that's all you get, yeah? That, uh, that's as far as you get. She gets pregnant. She, um, he comes back from New York... They yeah. go to the doctor. The doctor says that she may have some pre-cancer, non-cancer. 
and they have this yeah. whole funny scene about the number of times the doctor is saying the word cancer but but yeah. the, but whilst also saying she doesn't have cancer so she's panicked about that an old annoying friend of hers insists they come round for a dinner party when they do that's go the round extras, isn't it? that's correct yeah um, they do they go around for the dinner party it all goes a bit wrong uh, they go home and then they have a little conversation in bed about getting married because in order for him to stay in the country they will probably have to yes. get married yeah. and that's kind of where it where it ends and you get a sense that these two are um yeah so the first series they're they're pretty much pregnant the whole way through jamie refresh my memory yeah yeah that's uh the first series is, is yeah it's the pregnancy and it, i think it ends with just before she's about just to give birth, the birth yeah, that's right, yeah yeah, yeah. And the second series it jumps a lot further forward yeah okay cool cool i'm just sorry okay. to uh take that time to refresh my memory i just wanted to make sure i was in the right spot i could have done it before the podcast but i choose to do it on air no that's fine <laughs> live in the moment yeah well that's what they're doing that's what they're doing and that that seems to be the feel of um so what did you make of it Hal? well i i there was one line in it that like there was lots that was amusing there was one line that really cracked me up and i can't remember what it was i think it was when they went outside and he took up smoking uh, um the guy what's our main character called the bloke honestly can't remember (laughs) you've watched three series two series yeah i've no idea He's right. called Rob. I think he's Rob. called Rob in it. She's yeah. called Sharon in it, and he's called Rob in it. I think that did that to make lives easier for yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, he he takes up smoking with the odd partner of the woman from Extras, and um, they have a conversation there. Oh yeah, that's it. And he says, he says, this is the first cigarette I've had in ten years, and he says this is the first cigarette you've had in 10 years give it here and he tries to get it off him and he like smacks his hand out of the way and goes no I do this now <laughs> it was just like um, a really good uh, sign of the sort of internal panic that you don't perhaps see from him very much it seems to be that she's going to be the panic panicking one and he's going to at the moment he's going to be Mr. Smooth American sort of making things better that's how it appears to be setting up but I imagine that's what's going to change um, but it, so so yeah, it's funny. It's funny. It's fine, and it's funny. But again, it it feels uh, it just feels quite sitcommy to me. It feels a bit like well, sitcom. Yeah. What is that a problem? Is that a, why is that a, that a dirty word? Uh, it shouldn't be, should it? it? Shouldn't be a dirty word. Oh, I think no. Um, it's a sitcom. Um, yeah, it is a sitcom. Mm, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, I'm confident in saying that. Uh, um, when, did you, when did you watch it all? I, I watched it um, originally. I think I, I think I started watching it after the first series, so not oh, long after good. that. Which which is so it started in what 2015. So yeah, and um, no, but the key thing I was I was asking that for is because I wondered if you if you've watched it since. You you either got pregnant and you had a baby. That's, I'm so glad you asked that question because we have actually restarted watching series series one with a newfound. Even though we loved it first time, Mm. with a newfound sort of um, just enjoyment and uh, what's that? How? I I said appreciation. Appreciation, yeah, appreciation. Yeah, uh, due to having a child ourselves, and it it resonates even more so. But yeah, it's weird that you said that because I was going to say that it's great watching it again in the in the circumstances I now found myself in. We watched it. I think it was 
pretty much all last year we started watching. I think we watched it right when we moved into this house, which was in about a year ago. And um, I, I would love to know what I thought of it bef- before we had a kid because it was a kind of a revelation. Like I couldn't believe how well observed it was mm. um, in terms of uh, like the, the scene with the doctor. We didn't have anything to do with cancer in our, in our pregnancy, but we did at every stage just, just go, how are you this insensitive yeah. um, about all the medical staff who we saw? Because mm. the, the way that they phrase things, the way they talk to you, it's like they're trying to shit you up. Yeah. Uh, every single step and mm-hmm. you know everyone's already terrified that something terrible is going to happen to their kid um but uh, the, the way that the two of them argue mm-hmm. about kids stuff and about sleep and about um sex after you've had a kid it is one of the most stunningly accurately observed uh comedies i've ever seen i thought it was i i, I love it because of how well done it is yeah um, it feels like it feels like both both rob and sharon actually have had these conversations even though they're not a couple in real life you know they've, they've actually really just sat in a room together and had conversations like this mm. and just written them down really natural funny yeah. moments just capturing and it's a really hard thing to do i imagine but they've yeah, so they've cherry picked the really lovely yeah. bits that you can get, yeah. the really, the really ridiculous things you can say to each other, and just <laughs> how how irrational you can both become when you haven't had any sleep. Um, but I do wonder. I, I, I've always wondered. I, mean, I think you're right. I know how, the point you're how making. How well it can speak to um, mm. someone who has who has no idea about any of this stuff. Yes. Someone who doesn't even know what it is to love. Exactly. <laughs> um, um, well, the th- yes. Hi. <laughs> um, I yeah. I think you're absolutely right because when I say it feels sitcommy, I, I kind of mean you know when you were a uh, teenager and there were lots of sitcoms on TV and uh, you kind of went well. I'm not saying I'm not saying oh that's that's a great story. I'm going that's a sitcom and. I think it leaves me um, the same. I'm I'm as connected to it as I am to now when I watch a new teen sitcom, and it can be very funny and all of that. But I'm kind of going, yeah, I get it. So, so this one, you know, the smoking gag made me laugh because that's kind of our age, kind of sorry, my my age because I'm so much younger than you. Kind of issues. Um, The the whole anticipation stuff, the the stakes of it, that's still kind of applies i suppose because they haven't had a baby yet um and i pre- so yeah there's a lot of appreciation going on from me but not you're right not and it's not a laugh of recognition for me but then d- you weren't when you weren't pregnant when you watched it for the first time were you jane no no and i loved it and i think like the sitcom comment is yeah i can see where you're coming from when you first start watching it it feels like a very conventional kind of show a romantic kind of sitcommy um you know fish out of water american guy um gets together with this irish girl in a sort of a bit of a mistake and uh but what 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 punctures that kind of conventional sitcom form is the is the brutal humor at times of the show like it has a real brutal mean streak to the comedy but it really works like mm. 
it's a really it's a really well skilled and it's got a lot of heart in it as well but it's got that skill of just being just outrageously like cruel in some of the humor as they go through the process of you know uh pregnancy and then having children together it's uh, it's it's remarkably good at handling that and not being in any way corny or any way cheesy or or following some kind of formula of a sitcom that you'd expect it to one of the best things i I love about it is that both of them like rob delaney's a very very famous comedian and uh he's got a very strong he's he's very big in america he's Mm. he's quite a big huge on twitter yeah very (laughs) big on twitter and uh he's got quite a strong like comic voice that comes across in the show as you watch it but what's great is that she's got she's got a really strong voice as well like they're both when they butt heads against each other they're both really funny people yes and they're both like really funny little characters with their own sort of it's just it's just really well developed relationship you can see why they're together you can see why they work together uh, so well and and it's very well balanced in that respect you know just not just a vehicle for rob delaney no completely i love her character so much yeah well not knowing that he's uh, famous you know i I would never have said it was a vehicle for rob delaney in fact if anything i was kind of thinking uh he wouldn't be casting this if he hadn't written it there's probably no way no fair enough i can see that because actually i I remember when it first came out i watched i was watching uh i think it was graham norton and i saw the two of them interviewed and i thought jesus christ no way i'm gonna watch this Mm. i hate this guy yeah um (laughs) Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we only watched it because uh, it was a, it was about babies. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I, 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 what you're saying, Jamie, I, I really agree with, and um, I like the fact that they allow the kind of more sitcommy stuff to happen with the other characters mm-hmm. because Sharon and Rob don't really do anything like too outlandish in the show i if I, I can't remember if that's completely true but they don't do anything really really weird that you wouldn't that a normal person yeah. do they they leave that stuff to um i think his name's chris uh the the the, the, the friend's husband yeah yeah who I yeah. who I really like in the first episode I thought who is what what yeah. is this character he's uh, he's really my, well he's my favorite character in the first but, he is oh, very mate, good yeah. in the later episodes there's there's one more, <laughs> I think him and Rob go out on a they go on a bend, bender or something hmm. and some of the shit it's just so funny <laughs> and and his kind of brooding intensity that's so ridiculous it's like completely mm. unreal mm. Uh, is that they commit to it so hard mm. that yeah. it just it goes through being unrealistic and comes right back around to the other side where it's like I believe this guy completely he's just a, <laughs> he's a complete freak. yeah um, it's true it, the supporting cast is brilliant like there's the, uh, there's some really good her brother is I think really brother, really good yeah, character man. oh god brilliant yeah hmm. and, and her mention, as well they're so yeah, funny man. And we should mention that this is Carrie Fisher plays his mum. And this is Carrie Fisher's, this was Carrie Fisher's last acting role before she died. So the third series, she's in the third series, and it was the last performance before she passed away. Why should we mention that? It doesn't make it better. I just think it's an interesting mention. If anything, it probably makes it worse. No, she's really good. It's really funny. In she's it. very good. She's very good in it. She's such a bitch. She's <laughs> good, good. But that's it. Like it's right. The, the characters surround them are, are, are very quirky and eccentric in some ways, and and they kind of pull them in different directions and make the show 
what it is really they you know it's, it's just a re- it's a very rich journey you're going to go on Howell yeah. is it fantastic because I think again about my sitcom comment I think uh, there is a due to budgets there's a British type of sitcom nowadays which has this kind of we, we are going to observe ourselves in reflection which I, you could say that about any story ever to some degree but what I mean is we're going to look at things like the situation of birth or, or the conversations you have with the doctor or the situation if you find yourself having a one night stand or um, and it's it's often small writing teams you know a couple of people have written it we're doing you know it's maybe a group of students in a flat talking about being students and the interplay between them or it's men behaving badly in another flat or you know old people in a nursing home stop listing things come on say what you're going to say uh, <laughs> so um, we don't ever go on sort of large canvas adventures really anymore and and you get that you're starting to get that from Netflix now so when I do go to something like this it makes me uh, just feel very much like I'm watching an advert for a Channel 4 show which can hasn't you, got much money give me an example of a sitcom you're talking about um, what in, in which end of the scale Netflix or Britain? The opposite end of the scale, the Netflix one. The OA. That's not a sitcom. Sorry, okay, not a sitcom. Um, um, God, yeah, good point. I mean, Transparent is looking at inwards at a family, I suppose, as well. Also not a sitcom. Well, it is. It's not. It's funny, but it's definitely not a sitcom. It's a situation. It won't have been nominated in any comedy categories. I can't imagine it would have been. I would say that that is a situation comedy, albeit a... That's absolutely ridiculous. It's a drama. A drama. Anyway, even tra- transparent is maybe that explains why I didn't. Inter- yeah, family. no, no, bad example. Um, uh, I think transparent is like a comedy d- drama. I think it's got. Well, all right, that, but the transparent thing is beside the point. I'm just trying. No, to, no, I'm, that's I'm, become I'm the to point. Think of a sitcom that is that has become the point. Transparent is a comedy. Alpha House is a comedy which is about. Well, that is. It's still about a bunch of people living in a house with each other, which is. Yeah. This um, is what sitcoms do. I, I, I yeah, don't but think... it's it's a large scale. That is a large scale. You know, it's set in the Senate and it's five big characters with a big. Um, oh, Alpha House. No, I have seen that. That's the one with John Goodman. Yeah, and it's great. Um, uh, Chuck. Let's talk about Chuck for a moment. Uh, <laughs> That's not a sitcom either. Uh, it's definitely of course it's a sitcom the situation is a guy's got a thing put in his head and there's a there's a CIA base under his house and every episode is a different adventure that's the sitcom just it's like a comedy only fools drama. and horses <laughs> Shut up. what's Ch- only fools and horses then the genres. sorry what's only fools and horses that's a sitcom I'm just going to edit out Matt one the saying Chuck transcends the genres and tweet it <laughs> yeah, um, just tweet. Uh, no, all I'm, all I'm trying to say is that i don't i don't think um the sitcom has ever really changed in that sense i think that that, that is what the sitcom is it's a you know it is a situation mm-hmm. in which comedy occurs all right let me change so my definition the, so the of premise is always generally pretty simple yes so i think you're right and as usual you're correct but i'm also correct i've just explained myself badly so um for example sitcoms have gone to the more Realistic, more introspective as a result of perhaps um, The Office and uh, Extras and what Ricky Gervais did. Um, we're no longer in the sort of fourth wall 
someone walks downstairs, you know, Vic and Bob's crazy one, whatever that was called. Uh, there's there's this kind of Channel Four one, which is sort of oh, we're go- we're going to be in a difficult but very real situation. It's just there's just not enough either theatricality or escapism to it on the on the surface. Now, what you two have described is. You know, that's why I'm drawn to that character that you were just talking about, David or whatever his name is, the the partner. Yeah, Chris. Chris. That's why I'm. I was immediately drawn to him because I was like, "This is great." There's a there's a there's a bit of something unusual and strange going on here, and and he's he's just really different and funny. And I don't get the feeling that it's been kind of commissioned because we've gone. This is a hilarious romp about two people who have a child, and there's lots of people who've had children. Therefore, it will work. Now, that is what you've said is is partly so good about it. But I think what you two, you know, you've stuck with it for three series, so it's got to transcend that quite a lot by the sound of what you're saying. Yeah, and I think that's the best yeah. way to do it, actually. Because I, I was talking to my wife the other night about friends. Mm. Um, and Friends is on a kind of never-ending loop at the moment on Comedy Central. Yeah. Yes. And yes. Uh, I find myself a lot of the time uh, when I when we finish putting Molly to bed and before we have dinner, there's like a sort of half hour to 45-minute window mm. where neither of us want to think about anything. And yeah. we'll often just pop Friends on the TV. Yeah. Yeah. And my God, um, it's like you're living my life. And, and me. Yeah, and you know, why do you think it's on every night? We're all doing it. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> but And it's just yeah. gone through the rotation, so they just had the last episode, and now they're back in the first and second series, mm. which is, for, for my money, the, by far the best stuff. Mm. And I think the, the, the mistake that Friends made... And it happened in series three, unfortunately. I'm not saying I'm not writing off everything that happened from series three onwards, yeah. but series one and two of Friends are golden. I think they are brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, and Get to the after point, that, Matt. It's just Jesus. They're, they're fun, they're you got bits, a point? Hmm? I have got. I, yeah, huh? I've got a point. Yeah. And the reason <laughs> is, in the first two series, the characters are realistic. Yeah. The, the six main characters are realistic, and the weirdos come in. You think that's and realism, it, do you? You think that's realism? No, 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 no. No, it's not realism. But the, the six main characters behave in in a potentially um, justifiable and reasonable fashion. Mm-hmm. But in the from the third series onwards, they all become the weirdos who are spreading out into the real world, and and they encounter the straight people. Yeah, and I think that is why. Uh, that sitcom is less entertaining to me in, from that point onwards mm. because you don't believe anyone in Israel. And the good thing about this is that it allows the two core characters to be the same ones while the world is insane around them, which is often how you feel uh, when you're trapped in that kind of baby bubble. Good. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. I, th- I think I can I mean, see that, and I hope that that's what happens more and more. Because I was rooting, you know, in that first episode, her friend who invites them round isn't really a friend. She calls her the C word before they go round. And um, you, are, you are, you can't, you're, you're rooting for our American guy to call bullshit on the situation and he kind of yeah. does so there's a sort of um they are they are uniting against the bullshit of the world and i quite like that i can i can kind of see perhaps that that's the direction he's going yeah is it is for you is it is it the worry is is the worry that you're thinking it's not going to be escapist for you enough Howell? is that what you're 
yeah, concerned with. Yeah, just that, like, uh, we, you know, as we often discuss, there's a lot of time to spend on something, and, uh, uh, yeah, and it, I don't know, the, the, the real world might need puncturing, but it, I, I hope that it's more about annoying friends and putting up with that shit than I think, kind of yeah, there's a, there's a sitcom of, of doctors you know, and stuff, you know. There is a lot of, um, the, you know, the way they handle the the bullshit of life is fun to watch. Mm-hmm. That's a song that by Sammy Davis Jr. It's very good. Really? The bullshit really of life that. is about... Go on. But, um, yeah, and, and I think that they're just very original... It's just obviously there are things you know there are shows like Kirby Enthusiasm where it's just everyday stuff, but it's an original voice telling you a different perspective on it. And this is what they deliver is like it's not nothing special about nothing new about oh a couple meet up in a drunken way, one's American, one's Irish, living in London. It's nothing exciting about that, but their perspectives and and the 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 way they take on the world is what makes it worth watching and sticking with. And it's it's genuinely, it, it's just really funny. You know, that's the key. Yeah, it's, it's really it's funny. Some, there's some really funny... Well, that'll get me through it, because I, I, I think I think you should ignore everything that I've said about it being too sitcom because I think I've just realised what it is. British sitcoms are often starring comedians, not actors, and it always bothers me. The Only Fools and Horses was so great because those guys were funny actors, but proper good actors. And with this one, it had this, a similar feel, and it's the same as when I see... And we've interviewed Lee Mack, and he's a beautiful, lovely human being, but when I see Lee Mack doing a sitcom, or when I see um, someone who has written their own sitcom for Channel 4 and I go I'm always going to be aware here that this is this is the writer this is the comics voice rather than in Friends in those first two series you're buying those performances they're really good comic actors rather than the kind of mm. yeah than what I've just described I think that's the other thing that I recognise immediately and I go I like I said before you know I would Rob have been cast in this part would they have been casting this normally if this wasn't a sort of homegrown thing and and that's not a bad thing that's my issues it's not it's not a bad thing god forbid that we should stop people being able to create things and star in them but but I've always had a bit of an issue well, no, with I, it. I know what you mean there, there, there is a tendency to just yeah uh, well, Jamie mentioned it earlier to just make create vehicles for people yeah and pe- people who probably maybe shouldn't be performing their own work just write it yeah. just be content with that mm-hmm. um because yeah, there, there are examples, and Lee Mack is a, a, a classic one. He's I think he's dreadful <laughs> in that show. I think I think he's a very funny guy. Like he's very funny guy. I've seen him live. Brilliant. He's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but I do think yeah, uh, not going out is a is a show we won't be um, spending too much time on on the on the podcast. Again, probably. it's that thing yeah, of you will think. you will get a, a series commissioned if you star in it, Lee. Not if you write it. And these yeah. guys will get a, they will get a commission if they go. Look, we're writers. We are quite famous, and we will star in it. You know, it's that eking process that I, I just but, can see through. Know, so. I think there's a lot of really good stuff coming from original people at the moment, like yeah. you know, Aziz Ansari doing. Um, um, his uh, comedy on Netflix. What's it called again? Um, Master Jack, of None. Master of None. Um, there's there's uh, Childish Gambino. Be a second series of that, by the way. 
There is, yeah, there is going to be one. Uh, I'm not good. sure when. Oh, uh, Kimmy uh, Schmidt. Sorry, Donald Glover. Yeah, go on. Donald Glover's Atlanta, which we should do at some point. I haven't seen that. Is that available and, on something? Uh, I think it should be available on Amazon, but I'd have to check. Uh, Kimmy Schmidt's <laughs> uh, got another one sighting soon. Um, that's that's a good example. Tina Fey could have played Kimmy. You know, put herself in the in the bunker for another ten years. Um, she could have done, but she didn't. She found a really good part. Anyway, that's that's by the by. These are the issues. These are the, this is the whiff that that I have to be persuaded to get beyond. That's that's the issue with this one for me. Is just mm. I'm going okay. I get it. It looks it's there's some funny moments. All of that. Can I be bothered investing? It, there's you know it's, it's not put a big fish hook in my mouth, but. If you have had a child, I imagine this will, would be a great idea to watch. See, no, I, I, I do think it's good for that, but I've watched it before all of that, and it's mm. you don't need to relate to everything you see yeah, in this yeah, show. Yeah. You don't need yeah. to have that experience to really enjoy it, so you don't need to worry about that perspective too much. But it might get you over the first hurdle a bit quicker. You might not need this podcast. Um, possibly, yeah, possibly it will. But at the same time, like I, 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 on its own, you know, it, all right, it's great going back and watching it and related to it in a different way. But when I first watched, you know, it's a it's a relationship. People, everyone out there has had some kind of relationship. It's got that. You've all can you know, we can all relate to that from a starting point. Matt hasn't. So there. <laughs> what? Mm? I have. I have. No, no, you haven't. I've loads of them. Well, if you're saying, look, any, any relationship that involves a lock and a key is not a real relationship, right? They're very happy down there. <laughs> <laughs> um, Stockholm Syndrome really set in. They love me. <laughs> uh, good, all so right, then. Well, the, the point is, how well are you going to carry on watching? Well, Give us the verdict. You, you sound to me like you're going to go... Yeah, all right. This is so against... It's going to be really difficult because I watched this on my own without Sarah. So this is a big investment of time if she doesn't want to go... Either I've got to watch the first one again. I know Sarah, obviously. I think Sarah will really like this because she's got a a humour that is quite harsh at times. Mm. I think it would suit her her, her enjoyment of stuff. What if it... It's lovely and dark. What if it makes her want a child, though? I mean that's <laughs> tough. Are you guys not thinking about having kids? No, no, no. Well, no. she started to very much enjoy um, hanging out with kids, and we, we've gone from like never in a million years, ever, ever, ever. I'd rather uh. eat a nuclear bomb to like mm. maybe, maybe. Uh, yeah, that's how they get you. That's how they get you. Yeah, I need to get. I need to sort my life out first, though. You know, I've, I've not got the um, financial or um, physical ability to yet look after another human being. Rabbits to look after. Exactly. Shit. Yeah, that's, them. that's the point, isn't it? Yeah, you got your mm-hmm. rabbits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, um, good. You can't, have, I will... you can't have your rabbit hotel and a, and a, and a baby. Like, um, I was, you know, going to say that right now. Well, Plus, you can try it, but it's going to be hell. Well, if we got rid of the um, rabbits, we'd have a load of um, spare um, hutches, hutches yeah. to put the baby in, though. So that's a good point. Quiet yeah. in that garage. <laughs> 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 oh, 
Um, all right. Well, thanks, and I will. Ca- yes, I will. I'll do the four. I'll do. The, I'll do the four episodes. Um, you won't regret it. Start again with Sarah. Right. You will not regret this show. Okay. You know, it's one of those. It's a stone cold guarantee of success. I, I think a show like this. Can't right. See why anyone wouldn't get any enjoyment out of it. Um, have either of you not done girls? Uh, I've watched it. I, I haven't watched it for a while, but um, mm. be good to get a free. I bet. I bet Jack hasn't. Mm. Well, I think we should do girls. I am powering through it. I'm catching up, and uh, put. I put it aside for years, and I think there's a very interesting discussion there to have, particularly between us people of penis, um, as to why we didn't hook ourselves into it. I did immediately. I did, yeah, I did. Well, aren't we just fucking perfect, huh? With our bloody children and our bloody feminist attitudes and our beards. Yeah, I'm surprised we haven't done girls. Yeah, we should definitely do girls and uh, I love the series as well. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I know. I'm not quite sure what he said. I just caught the the the, the giggle afterwards, which was which was more creepy. Uh, all right, if you want to email I still love to do girls. Okay. Let's take a really long, hard oh, look at girls. Jesus Christ. <laughs> studio at theboxsetpod.com if you would like to email us. Studio at theboxsetpod.com. Have you had a child? Um, have you watched Have you watched Catastrophe? And um, do you class your child as a catastrophe? Please let us know now. Studio at theboxsetpod.com and we'll see you next week. Bon voyage. I've never ended a podcast with Bon Voyage before. Well, I like it. I know. It's a bit different. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what, what other possible endings could we have? Arriva Dirty. Arriva Dirty. Yeah. Let's not say goodbye. Let's just say adieu. Adieu.